0: Out into the world with action. Lonely around the holidays. Hi, everybody. This is a really intense topic. Being lonely around the holidays, any holiday, can feel really disconcerting, painful, confusing. And I'd like to talk about this for a little bit and give you some solutions. I know that there have been many holidays where I have felt very lonely. Some of the holidays, I was around people, but they didn't understand me or they misunderstood me even worse. And though they care about me and loved me, they didn't get me. So on some deep level, there were people around and it looked like the good, happy family and the perfect meal and all of that. But inside there was loneliness because of not being understood. There's also the loneliness because we're missing somebody. There's been so many people um, passing away and moving that sometimes we want to physically be in the presence of somebody and they're not there and we feel lonely. And sometimes, often, I think, we have a story we tell ourselves in our mind, a belief in our mind. It tells us how it should be. And we compare everything to that, whether it's real or realistic, or whether it matters or not. And then we judge based on that and we feel lonely. And sometimes we yearn to be around people that we would call family or friends. And they're not, it's not good for us for whatever reason, whether it's abusiveness or behaviors that don't serve us or something. And, but yet we want to make everything okay just for the holidays. So just this once, can I please have a connection, a relationship that matters? But see, the holidays don't change it. The holidays don't make it any different. In fact, if anything, it exaggerates the pain. I feel it with my own family. It's it's not just for some of us. I think all of us feel it on a certain level at times. And um we wish it was different. And it's not going to be. It's not going to be different. That's the the difficult part. The hopeful part is that when we release the idea of comparing ourselves to others, Or comparing ourselves to what we think it should be, or how we want it, but it's not. I mean, after all, it's not a commercial that we see on TV that makes it all look all hunky-dory and perfect when the truth is we know that there's lots of complicated, complex situations. I was even speaking to a client recently and And he shared about how they had the like the perfect holiday meal going, all the children and the in-laws and the da-da-da-da-da, and everybody was there. And they were going around and asking the children to say what they were grateful for. The one child said they were grateful for another person in the family, which is beautiful for a small child or for anybody. And then another older person in the family called that child a name. And then the person telling me the story stood up for the child. It looked perfect, but one of the older family members unresolved grief or jealousy or pain spewed out in a not so pretty manner. It happens all the time. And some people wanna pretend like it's not there during the holidays. Like, can't we just get through the holidays? What does that mean? Get through Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, what about Hanukkah? Um, does it mean getting from Halloween to, um, Valentine's Day? What holidays are we talking about? Birthdays? You know, it's, we have all these beliefs and these, these trainings, these trances, I call it, that make us think something should be different than it is marketing has done that to us over the years too. And it's not right. It's not right. So one of the biggest ways to not be so lonely around the holidays is to come shake your head a little bit and come out of the trance. Like if it's so important to be around somebody because it's this one holiday day of the year, but you don't, you're not around them much the rest of the time and you don't really interact with them. In fact, you're not even sure you really want to, then what? makes that doesn't make any sense does it that just because it's a holiday and there's a cultural belief about something that we should fit into that paradigm when maybe we never fit into it to start with and it's okay to um to make choices that are for your own health and your well-being and it's okay to make a choice to do something out of love not obligation when we do something out of obligation, we are acting in fear and everyone can feel it. And it fear weakens your immune system and it weakens your body. So the guilt holiday is where people migrate to where they think they should be because of guilt, lowers your immunity, lowers your muscle strength, impairs your body. So who are you taking care of? What are you really doing? Ask yourself some of the deeper questions. What what does the holiday even mean to you really anyway? And how can you celebrate it in a meaningful manner? So for me, one of the things I've done is I have created a personal holiday tradition that is personal to me that I can do if I'm with other people or not. And therefore, that holiday has meaning to me that's with me, my spirit, my life, and it has a deep meaning. It has a reverence about it. I have one for every holiday, the big popular ones, but also the smaller ones. Because almost every day is a holiday to me, but look for my birthday. My birthday falls on a holiday every few years. And, and, um, There have been many times my birthday was on that holiday, that is the, the most important holiday to me in the year, and my own family would cancel the plans the night before, where I had no opportunity to change my plans or celebrate in a meaningful way. I had to create something quickly, and some of the times it yielded great heartache and great pain. And it's happened in different ways more than once. So I learned the hard way to create my own traditions. I teach a lot of the people that I work with recovering from substance abuse or, or mental health challenges or stress or, or grief and intergenerational trauma from family things to create your own personal holiday. Whether you have a great family or not, really, if you're lonely or not, really, have your own holiday, have your own tradition. So I have my own traditions that are meaningful to me. And if someone else is included in it or part of it, or I'm invited somewhere, or I invite somebody somewhere, then great. But the tradition is what grounds me. I do it for every holiday. I don't celebrate New Year's Day the way many people do. I call New Year's Eve an amateur holiday. Most people don't remember because they're too drunk. And that's not my life. And New Year's Day, a lot of people spend doing whatever. I have a special spiritual ceremony I do in a reverence for life and newness and goodness. And I do that. I do something special on Valentine's Day for self-love and for love of other people. But it starts with me. I can't love you any more than I love me. So I do these things as my own sacred, protected, beautiful way of celebrating. And then from there, whatever's going on in the world, I choose to do or not do. Another thing I do is I create protected and dedicated time to consistently throughout the year, connect with my own inner wisdom. That when I protect and dedicate time, that means I can't be interrupted during it to really foster the connection I have within my own inner wisdom, my soul's calling, my heart's desire, what really, really matters. I do it throughout the year so that as I come into any season of holiday, I am connected more to me than anywhere else, to my higher purpose for being on earth. And then everything else, can happen as it may. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I miss somebody. I've missed, I've lost a few people this year that I will deeply miss during these times. That's true. So I can honor the feeling. I can honor my feeling of loss. I can honor my feeling of pain and simultaneously I can be connected to my inner wisdom and my vision and my purpose. They're not mutually exclusive. So I create that time throughout the year so that when any meaningful holiday thing that comes in happens, I'm fortified internally for whatever's going on externally. The third thing I do is I create laughter. Um, even if I do laughter yoga, <laughs> which is fun, or um, a funny movie that's just fun. I create laughter even at myself. Sometimes when I get all angry and all bratty, I just start laughing at you like, look at you're being a brat instead of getting all into it. And I give myself permission to laugh because laughter helps our brain. It helps our life. It reminds us that there's more to life than our loneliness or our pain or our grief. There is much more. So I do that. I am. I also find time to honor the emotion, to honor my feeling of loneliness. I give myself 10 minutes each day from 10 to 10.10 in the morning. And if I miss that time, I have to wait to the next day. I give myself permission to go, you know, I feel pretty lonely. I feel lonely because my friends aren't calling or I feel lonely because um, people say, I'll call you back and it's months or maybe a year or two. I feel lonely because my closest friend from high school allows the the trance of of her husband to distance herself from her friends, not just me. I, I feel lonely for that. I feel lonely because my biological family, they don't talk to me very often, if at all. I feel lonely because of all of the stuff I've invested in and given to my heart and my soul and my spirit has a seemingly not yielded much in that arena, though I know it's rich other places. So it's easy to feel lonely. So I give myself permission to feel lonely. I feel lonely because sometimes I go through a hard time, physical pain, and I look around and I wish there was more help. That's That brings loneliness. So I give myself permission to feel it and I do not let myself stay in it. So I give myself 10 minutes a day to feel lonely or grieving or upset. And then unless it's something I'm processing, it can wait till tomorrow. And then I can allow the rest of the range of my emotions to happen. My anger, my joy, my harmony, my love, (laughs) my laughter, Mm -hmm. generosity, zeal. (laughs) I love zeal. Enthusiasm, right? Power spiritual connection. There's such an, a range of amazing experiences. Loneliness is one. So it's important we don't give it the power as if it's everything, because it's not everything. It's one thing. And an emotion or a feeling is the energy source that tells you you are alive. And you, my friend, are the one responsible for how you define it. You might be defining loneliness or even a and an energy expression you're calling lonely, and it may not even be loneliness, you define it. And that's what matters. Your definition. And you, you get to decide how it's going to play out. You're the one in charge here. So when you're focusing on everyone else, you turn your power over. You give them your vital resources and say, here, play with my heart. Here, do this. Here, do that. Because I'm not important enough to stand in my own space. We don't want to do that anymore. We're in a culture that's trained us to give away all our power. Let's stop that. Take it back. So the fourth thing I do is I look for the good I look for meaningful ways for me to do my life, for me to um, have the experience that matters. I do look for the good, capital G good. That means spiritual good. Like what, what is happening that is useful and good and happy? What is happening that can serve me? And where is the good within the loneliness? Where is the light within the darkness? Where is the nugget of joy within this? Where is it? Where is the opportunity for goodness, for joy, for love, for harmony within my own loneliness? Because it's there. I have to be willing to look for it and I have to be willing to be honest about it. Because as long as I hold on desperately, gripping, white knuckle gripping something that's not meant for me, I will create more and more disconnection and more and more loneliness. It's time we wake up from the trance. And then the fifth thing I do is after connecting within to my inner wisdom, I reach out and connect with other people, even people I don't yet know. Really, you know, I volunteer and offer my time in places. I do Facebook lives to connect with people, though it's one way. I attend Zoom um, meetings and things, and it's two way to connect and serve. Because when I'm in a place of service or I'm in a place of attentiveness or I am in a group, then it's easy to help that loneliness part of us to calm down and not be so active. So to review, your feelings are totally appropriate and you have a right to them. But you also have the responsibility to not allow them to run your show. Your feelings are the energy source that tell you you are alive. You can be alone and not lonely, and you can be in a crowded room and be terribly lonely because loneliness starts due to an inner disconnection. That means a disconnection from our heart, our soul, our purpose. So it's not someone else's fault. It's our own responsibility to get more and more honest, more and more connected, And more and more in integrity with our mind, our heart, and our soul. That's how we heal loneliness. And then we work on the human part. We create our own traditions that have meaning, deep meaning to us. Like I collect Santa Clauses and everybody thinks that's goofy. Well, in the metaphysical world, Santa Claus represents unconditional love. Santa Claus represents unconditional love. For me, it's not tied to a holiday in the same sense that maybe others it is. For me, Santa Claus represents unconditional love. So I see a Santa and I think of unconditional love. Beautiful, right? That's a whole lot better than going, oh my God, it's Christmas and where is everybody and lamenting. Or I don't do Christmas because it was so terrible when I was a kid. Or I don't believe in it. Well, that's fine, but we don't have to be angry. And we don't then don't have to create loneliness. Same thing with Hanukkah. I have friends of mine who who um, who love the tradition of Hanukkah, which I do. I love it. I love it. And others who have family discord and they go, I don't like Hanukkah. Well, it's not Hanukkah's fault. It's not Valentine's Day's fault. It's not Mother's Day's fault. It's not Easter's fault, right? It's not Labor Day's fault or Memorial Day's fault. It is not, you know, the the International Day of the Dog's fault. Anytime we have an anger or separation, we need to look within for the answer. Look within and get connected internally and it will heal your loneliness, whether you're alone or in a crowd, whether it's a holiday or not a holiday. But when it's around the holidays, remember, loneliness around the holiday season is generated largely by a belief system and a culture that feeds on your pain, your fear, and your guilt. So the best way to deal with being lonely around the holidays is to look within throughout the year, right? And heal that disconnection and begin to love yourself and have compassion for yourself in a new way celebrate each day and each holiday with a special personal tradition. And then, my friends, you stand in your own, your own spiritual and human authority to make good decisions for who you're with, who you choose to keep at a distance, how it all works in a way that serves everybody. Because nobody wants people around them that don't want to be around them. And some people are so, so um unconscious that they don't even realize it. So if you're listening to my voice still, then that means so it's a part of what I'm saying that's resonating with you. So it's okay to give yourself permission to do something differently. It's okay, do it, try it out. If you don't like it, you can change it. You are the one responsible for your happiness. You are the one you've been looking for for fulfillment and joy and peace. And so with that, my friends, until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.